Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, beast slayers. So the other day, I was asked a really good question that I'm not sure I've ever been asked before, and which, surpri- which surprised me in retrospect. And the question was, or really it was two questions. Uh, the first was, do migraines essentially cause brain damage? And the second was, you know, if so, do p- preventative medications potentially protect you from that damage? So again, I thought those were two really good questions. And I think the answer to them may surprise you. So let's tackle the first one, which is, do migraines cause brain damage? And that's a very reasonable thing to wonder about, right? Because it certainly feels like they do. Um, You know, it certainly feels like something really terrible is happening inside the head or inside the brain when we have one. And the good news on that front is that there isn't any evidence that migraines themselves are harmful to the brain or that they cause any type of permanent damage. Uh, Migraines appear to be a physiological reaction that can occur in any brain. And there's at least some evidence indicating, or at least a hypothesis, that they may even serve a protective function of sorts. This is a question that also gets asked a lot about seizures. And as I've talked about in the past, migraines and seizures are sometimes considered to be sort of part of the same category of neurological conditions. And so there's been a fairly significant amount of research to try to understand that question with respect to seizures. And even in that scenario, there isn't strong evidence to indicate that seizures themselves damage the brain, with the exception being something known as um, convulsive status epilepticus, where someone is having Uh, grand mal seizures, whole body seizures that are continuous and that are not responding to the usual medications. Even in that scenario, it's not entirely clear whether the injuries that you can see uh, to the brain in that setting are from the seizures themselves or from other complications that arise from being in that uh, situation, such as uh, aspirating fluid uh, into the lungs and so forth. And in terms of what's happening in the brain physiologically, seizures are a bit more violent uh, than migraine. And so it would stand to reason that if we don't see damage or injury in the context of seizure, it's probably even less likely to occur in migraine. However, you may recall me talking in the past about how some people with migraines uh, have abnormal areas on their brain MRIs. And these abnormal areas are seen in a part of the brain called the white matter and are often reflective of areas of uh, prior or existing inflammation. And I talked about this primarily in the prior episode on the gluten and migraine connection. Talking about there, the evidence that suggests that these abnormalities in the brain may be the ultimate consequences of the combination of a leaky gut or breakdown of the intestinal barrier and what you might call a leaky brain or breakdown of the blood-brain barrier. So normally there's very tight control of the things that get from the blood into the brain. And so in that situation, 
uh, where there's breakdown of that barrier, you get things uh, that pass across that aren't supposed to be there. And that is something that can then provoke inflammation. The same exact thing is true when you have breakdown of the intestinal barrier. And both of those things, leaky guts and leaky brains, may make migraines more likely to occur. So we do have a scenario where we see something resembling damage in some people with migraines, but it doesn't appear to be from the migraines themselves, but from the factors that made us more vulnerable to them in the first place. And so if our goal is to prevent that damage, then we should focus our energies on targeting the things that made us vulnerable to migraines in the first place. In this case, things like leaky guts and leaky brains. In other words, we want to target our efforts towards the root causes rather than the symptoms. And that brings us to the second question about preventative migraine medications. So as you probably know, those drugs aren't designed to address the root cause of migraines. They're a symptom-based treatment. And in fact, all of the available drugs for migraine are what many might call band-aid treatments. So band-aid treatments may help symptoms, but they're not a solution to the underlying problem or they don't address root causes. And moreover, relying on band-aid treatments alone can actually end up making the underlying problem worse. So to illustrate how this can work, how band-aid treatments can worsen the underlying problem, consider the following story. So imagine my daughter comes home and she's distraught and in tears because she's received a degrade in every subject on her report card. And it turns out that the reason she's getting straight D's is because she hasn't been turning in her homework. Now, if I don't want her to get upset anymore, I could just tell the school to stop giving her report cards and maybe send them to me directly instead so that she'll never know. That way, she'll never be upset again by a bad grade. But will she start turning in her homework? Of course not. Would she become an even worse student? Almost certainly. So by me focusing only on treating the symptoms or trying to lessen the symptoms, in this case, her becoming upset, while ignoring the root cause of those symptoms, in this case, her not turning in her homework, I'm making the underlying problem, which is her poor effort in school, worse. And for the record, this is a hypothetical scenario. My daughter works very hard. Um, but this is precisely what's happened in the last half century or so in medicine in our approach to every chronic illness, including migraine. So with every chronic disease, we've only been treating symptoms rather than root causes. And this is why we continue to get sicker and sicker. It's why the prevalence of things like diabetes has grown 800% in the past 50 years as we've had an explosion in the number of symptom-based medications. And it's why the cost of migraine has almost tripled in the last two decades. So back to the case of diabetes, and specifically type 2 diabetes. So that's caused by insulin resistance. So there we have essentially chronic energy toxicity, ingesting more energy than we need, and the body then finding a place to store it until those stores can no longer take in anything more. That leads to insulin resistance. And the driving force for that, the thing that causes energy toxicity in this day and age, is by and large the amount of refined carbohydrates in the diet. So a root cause solution there would be focusing on the thing that caused the insulin resistance to begin with, the overconsumption of refined carbohydrates. However, by taking a symptom-based treatment that lowers blood sugar, someone with diabetes can not only continue that behavior, 
they can conceivably eat more refined carbohydrates because they have a drug that manages the symptoms of doing so. So again, it's this absence of a root-caused approach that has led to this explosion in chronic disease and healthcare costs. And not only is this situation unsustainable, it's also entirely avoidable. So if we implement a holistic approach that targets root causes, we not only have the opportunity to end chronic migraines, but we can stem the tide of all chronic diseases. So in theory, this same process would occur when it comes to preventative medications if they worked to suppress migraines, which diverted our attention away from the root causes of the problem. The upside here is that, as many of you know, the preventative medications actually don't work very well. So they're not a special, an especially good symptom-based treatment. All right, so to summarize, number one, no evidence that migraines themselves uh, damage or injure the brain. And number two, the danger of symptom-based treatments, especially when they're the only tool we're using in the toolbox, is they often end up making the underlying condition that is causing the symptoms worse. And that, in a nutshell, is the story of what's driving our current epidemic of chronic disease, but also what holds the key to solving that problem. And remember that you can now Join Migraine Everland and get started on your own root cause solution to chronic migraines for 30 days for free. And to do so, just head over to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash join. There's also a link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for listening. And now it's time to go out and slay the beast. Mm-hmm.